listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. These are huge. (laughs) I know. I don't know. Yeah, they're really big for my feet. But they're warm. That's the point. I can't wear those socks in sneakers or something. Truly, they wouldn't fit in the shoe. They're so big. They would just be all wadded up and stuff. Yeah. That sucks. All wadded up. Yeah, it does. Zach, you have a lot of great friends. It's really sweet. And a lot of your friends have been so supportive of our podcast. This is true. Yeah, it's honestly Thank been you very much, really, everybody. really cool. People kind of coming out of the woodwork in ways just being really supportive and listening and, and telling having us feedback like. yeah. and suggesting episodes and yeah. starting conversations about things that that we covered yeah it's, it's really, really it's really really it's awesome really lovely and and kind of incredible so uh this is a suggestion from a friend of yours get out of town mm-hmm. our dear friend gordy <laughs> nice gordy gordy is very intellectual man and he he has given me a few suggestions, and they're all very excellent. Um, but I figured we would do this one today. I thought it was a great topic. Uh, so I kind of toyed with exactly what the topic would be, and we can kind of discuss it right now. But the the what Gordy suggested was Machiavellianism. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Mm-mm. You know who Machiavelli is? Yes. So this is what I kind of went back and forth on. Like, did I want to assign you Machiavelli himself or Machiavellianism? And they go hand in hand. So I'm thinking, you know, hopefully those of you who have been listening to this podcast realize that the title is a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek. Zach is not an expert on these topics at the end of 30 uh -uh. minutes. That's supposed to be the point, that you can learn a lot in 30 minutes, but we hope that you delve into things more on your own if they really interest you. This is kind of like a fun overview of a lot of different things and um, encouraging learning, but by no means should you feel like this is the be-all, end-all of these subjects. Um, well, what the heck is Machiavellianism? Are you going to tell Machiavellianism me? Machiavellianism is like, so there's, that's the other thing. There's two different ways you can look at it. It's either like a political theory, a way of um, uh, conducting your politics. Okay. Or it's also a psychological theory, a way of conducting your politics more in, in your everyday life. So, Machia- okay. and then obviously Machiavelli is a person mm-hmm. that this all stems from so if it's not too crazy i think it would be cool if you could kind of touch on all of that (laughs) oh yeah that should be no problem at all (laughs) he made a face um (laughs) but i don't think it will be because you know no i mean this we're just signing up for an episode that is going to be very very um uh just scratching the surface exactly this topic and this man but i think it will be cool because it'll introduce all of us to to this idea yeah um i feel like i know who machiavelli is have some like basically in my head the ends justify the means there you go i know machiavelli of course that's not true um but i i didn't really know anything i just did a little brief research before i decided on the topic i didn't know anything about it being like a psychological theory um 
and I, I think it would be cool to even just have a brief intro to those three ideas. Yeah. Yeah? Machiavelli, he's the guy who hosted America's Got Talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was him. You're right. Okay, got it. I think you're thinking of Simon Cowell. <laughs> no, Did I'm not he have anything to do with that? No, it was just a stupid joke. Oh, no, I mean Simon Cowell. Did he have anything to do with what? America's Got Talent. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. How did he get on both? How did he get anywhere? I don't True. know. Where did he come from? He's just a regular looking guy <laughs> who somehow is the creator of all these TV shows. Yeah. Right. And uh, Big Time, what's that band called? Those boys from a big couple time years ago. Rush? No. The, That's a TV show. The boys. Um, Dream Street. No, from, a, from like two years ago. The British kids. Oh, I know. Um, Harry Styles. Yeah. What, what uh, was that group called? One Direction. One, yeah. He made them? I think so. Goodness. Yeah, I, I think he did. This man has hands and everything. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Perhaps he is right, uh, rather Machiavellian in his approach to business. I couldn't tell you yet. Not yet. I have not researched this subject. But you will. Subject. All right, cool. Cool. Good All luck. Right. It's going to be, I know that I'm tasking you with a lot, but, you know, just get a handle on it and give us your sense and we'll all be enlightened. Sounds good. All right. Rock Simon Cowell, 30 minutes. Okay. Let's go. You don't know you're beautiful, right? That's it, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we just listened to the intro again, as we always do before we start recording the body of this podcast. <laughs> the and body. I told you that I knew who Machiavelli was. You did. I had I had I have no idea Honestly, who Machiavelli is. Yeah, you, I heard that and I was like, "You, were you lying. just lied." <laughs> You're straight up lying. If you had pressed me and said, "Oh, who is he?" I honestly would have had zero You'd be like, to say. A painter? I would have. I honestly would have said a male. That's it. That's all I know. And um, honestly, I how still would you don't even know. know that? That's true. Machiavelli's a last name. I would have assumed. Yeah, typical. And been right. Patriarchy but... at its work. Okay. Uh, Machiavellianism. Mm -hmm. So, like we said, we're kind of floating back and forth between Machiavelli, uh, the man, and Machiavellianism. So, let's start with the ism. Machiavellianism. Oh, really? Okay. Machiavellianism. Yeah, hold on. Machiavellianism. Mm -hmm. Machiavellianism is the political idea that power is to be gained and held by any means necessary, no matter how immoral or vile. All things are justified in the pursuit of total ruling dominance. Right. That's like um, the the quick way of saying it is what I said in the intro. The ends justify the means. Have you heard of that before? Exactly. Yeah, of course. And okay, that, cool. that came up in my research. Beautiful. So this comes from a man named Niccolo Machiavelli, who was an Italian politician, diplomat, writer. Uh, and he was born, just to give you a frame of reference, born in 18... Or sorry... Born in 1469, died Ooh. in 1527. Nice. So it's been a while since he walked the earth. It has been a while. He wrote fiction. He wrote history. He wrote... He did? Yeah. I didn't he know wrote he wrote poetry. fiction. Uh, yeah, I didn't... I didn't read any of his stuff. You didn't? Mm -mm. Why not? Because, Catherine, I had 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, he was a diplomat in Florence, Italy, mm -hmm. for 14 years. 
And his most famous work, what he's known for, what has cemented his name in history, is, uh, I guess, I don't know, a book. A lot of, every time you come across something that somebody wrote, like, more than 200 years ago, mm-hmm. it's always referred to as a work. Mm. And I'm like, okay, like, can we call it a book? Right, yeah. Is it Unclear. not a book? Is it, like, an epic poem? Yeah, exactly, yeah, honestly, which, like, he did write a lot of that stuff. But mm-hmm. we're going to call this a work. Think of it as a, uh, a he wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a short book, right? I don't know how long it is. Oh, I think it's short. I didn't see any reference to its length. Anyway, this book is called The Prince. Il Principe. There you go. And he wrote it as kind of an advice guide to present day and future monarchs on how to acquire and keep power. Mm. So it was kind of like... Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, but for <laughs> total buttheads. Yeah, for butthead rulers. Yeah. For butthead rulers, how to stay butthead rulers, right? Yeah, How to Become and Stay a Butthead by mm-hmm. Niccolo Machiavelli. That's These... a modern title. Yeah, I just looked it up. Like, mm-hmm. It's on its way. We ordered it on Amazon. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I wonder if you can order it. Uh, the Prince? 100%. Yes. Yeah, Don't order it from Amazon. Stupid. Find a small local retailer. So these sorts of guides weren't uncommon back then. It was actually something that a lot of monarchs did when they were uh, either during their reign or when they were leaving power. I guess it was a pretty common thing for them to write a guide for future rulers. Mm. And most of them would push a message of graciousness and peace. Even if those people didn't really rule that way, that's what they wanted their legacy <laughs> yeah. to, to be left as. I can see that. You know, them promoting that idea. But Machiavelli totally wrote these off, and he was like... He's like, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he saw dominance as the only absolute route to strength as a nation. And was he, he, was he ruling anything? No, or? he wasn't. He wasn't the mm-hmm. king or... Emperor, yeah. he wasn't. It wasn't anything like that. He was, he was a, just a diplomat. As far as I read, the his highest, you know, it's not a political rank, mm-hmm. but you know, his highest um, public position was of a diplomat in Florence. Okay. okay. And a diplomat, I wasn't sure of the difference between a dip, a diplomat and a politician, so I had to look that up, and it's a little vague. Um, mm-hmm. They aren't like strictly defined, but what I saw was that. Actually, I think I saw an example uh, that kind of painted the picture best for me, which was, I I don't know who said it, but it's like a famous quote. I take it that a politician acts quickly without thinking (laughs) and a diplomat thinks on a subject for many, 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 many days and hours and years and never acts on it. That's hilarious. So they, they're kind of like a leadership position. They're almost, it's funny because he's very amoral, but almost more like right. a moral steering of a society than actually the decision makers who today, would be the politicians. Yeah, today, when you think of diplomats, I, I always think of them as in relation to other nations. Right, like or an ambassador or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, this was a long time ago. Perhaps there's the... The role has changed. Oh, I'm sure it has. Or maybe it's just like a term that we use because we don't have a great term for whatever he is. Um, that's a really, that's a funny quote you found. Yeah, yeah, I wish I was reading it word for word, but you get the idea. Yeah. 30 minutes, you didn't have a ton of time. I did not. Anyway, he pushes the idea that people are inherently bad. He's got a really negative outlook on humanity. People Dang. are inherently bad and not to be trusted. What happened to him as a child? 
I bet his dad left to the bottle. <laughs> oh, man. Probably gambled a lot. Yeah. I think his dad moved to... Reno. Yeah, he didn't have anything left for an inheritance. His dad gambled it away in Reno, mm-hmm. which uh, happens all the time. It's a very sad story. All right. Look up Reno dads okay. gambling away <laughs> all their money. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a real quote from his book, The Prince. Okay. And I quote, Whoever desires to found a state and give it laws must start with assuming that all men are bad and ever ready to display their vicious nature. Wow. So that's his mindset. Yeah. Not great. He's coming from a dark place. Big time. Not really who you want um, kind of as the, again, moral leader of your society. No. He sees only the bad in people. Yeah. And I found that from a word glossary on YouTube. Thank Ooh. you. Oh, so, thank you, word glossary. This is a really widely read manuscript all throughout Europe, and I think even Asia as well, mm-hmm. before it was published. It wasn't published until 1532, which, if you're keeping track at home, is five years after the man died. Wow. So it got a lot of traction while he was still alive. Again, not a great guy. He saw nothing wrong with attacking neighboring societies or dep- uh, um, uh, suppressing religious minorities, mm. anything like that, to, to secure and maintain your power. Manipulation was key with him. Keep the appearance of the virtues. Wow. But, mm. like you said, by any means necessary, the ends justify the means. Whatever yeah. you have to do to get to that point where you hold all of the power is totally fine. Right. That was his. That was his real thinking. Yeah, and the ends justify the means, like, meaning that if you kill a bunch of people... The that's the means, but if in the end it means you secure power and you, in a way, kind of keep the peace because you're keeping the status quo for yourself, then that's okay that you killed all those people. It's not a it's not a very happy, comfortable, let's be nice to people way of thinking at all. Absolutely, and to take it even further, I don't think it's so much about even keeping the peace. Keeping the appearance of virtues right. is one thing, but keeping the peace is something different. They yeah. followed a, a philosophy that I believe it was the ancient Greeks kind of held the same philosophy, which was that the strength of the, I'm just going to say nation for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, the strength of the nation is more important. That outweighs the well-being of its people. Mm. Wow, that so is So it's not even bleak. about the people you know, living a peaceful life mm-hmm. as long as the strength of the nation is growing and solidifying. Right. So it's really keep the power at any means necessary. 100%. That's exactly what it is. Means. Keep the power. Yeah. Oof. Secure and keep the power. Rough guy. He wrote, it's safer to be feared than loved. Okay, yeah. He's not He's not pretending to be anything. No, I mean, this is just <laughs> saying dude. the same thing over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. In this book, The Prince essentially became... A, again, a guide guideline for tyrannical rulers. Right. They saw this as an excuse to kind of live out their most disgusting fantasies of yeah. just conquering. A despot's how-to guide. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah. Okay, so you get the the gist of Machiavellianism, of who Machiavelli was mm-hmm. and what it means in terms of ruling a society. Yeah. It's also, like you said in the intro a term used in psychology. 
Cool. This is the part that I really had not heard anything about until I did my little tiny bit of research uh-huh. before I assigned it to you. Um, so I'm excited for this bit. Yeah, it seems like this is as widely used as the political really? theory. Really? Yeah, I cool. think so. Nowadays, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, thankfully the Earth isn't ruled by people with Machiavellian traits so much. I mean, yeah. we live in a very peaceful world for the most part. The, the most peaceful it has ever been. Exactly. Yet there is still a lot of not peace in a lot of places. True. Okay, so this quote comes from a Psychology Today article by Dr. Dale Hartley. Mm-hmm. Machiavellianism refers to a personality type that does not choose to be, but simply is a master manipulator. They are Ooh. temperamental. Sorry, I screwed that up. They are temperamentally predisposed to be calculating, conniving, and deceptive. Essentially amoral. They use other people as stepping stones to reach their goals. So everything that we talked about that what what Machiavellianism is, who Machiavelli was, his philosophies, Mm -hmm. that can live inside of the individual. You you don't have to be at the head of a society to have those traits inside of you. And you can ends justify the means your own life absolutely. all day, every day, if you want to. Absolutely. And I'm sure we've all come across people who have at least some of these mm-hmm. traits that include using friendship, charm, or guilt to get the things they want. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional detachment. You know, they don't associate their feeling. They, they don't care how they make somebody feel on the way to reaching their goals. Did it? Did you come across anything that um, compared or contrasted this with sociopaths, with sociopathy? Um, not with sociopaths, no. But there is something I'll, I'll mention in a minute here. Um, but w- the, another trait is, and I found this really interesting, and I think this, uh, not relatable so much that I have friends who I view this way, but... I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> But it's an interesting take and, and something to be, weir- be wary of, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, someone who people trust in a competitive setting, such as a debate or a negotiation, but typically would not want to have a friendship with, not oh, want no. to be around socially. It sounds like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. No, yeah. it does though. But when you're when Can you be. are doing your job as a lawyer, mm-hmm. that you know, as long as you're a moral person. The ends do justify the means. You, right. you have to drag people through the mud to prove your point. And a lot of times, that's just what you have to do. Right. But there's a way to do it morally and ethically, and there's a way to not do it ethically. Absolutely. And that's where the problem comes in. And that, I, I would assume, would separate someone who is being just a good negotiator, a good advocate for their client, and someone who's being Machiavellian in their approach. Yeah, you're right. But even somebody who's being moral... Sometimes you have to take a position that is not a desired one. If you're, you know, a mm-hmm. criminal defense attorney for somebody who's clearly guilty, a, you know, a terrorist who went in and blew up a building, like they did it, you, there still has to be somebody to defend them. So, I mean, that's not a real, that's, that wouldn't necessarily be a Machiavellian person. No. But still, you want that person who is going to go in there and say the things that people don't really want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to take it from the most extreme charge possible to really digging through the law and finding the ways to bring those right. charges down a couple steps, you know, which... But that's not amoral. That's actually quite ethical and moral. You're just applying the law to the situation and making sure justice is served. I agree. I, I'm saying that the traits that that person might characterize would be 
um, emotionally detaching themselves from the rest of society who sees this person as the ultimate villain and they deserve the worst to going in there and having to do their job, which is right. defending this person. I'm kind of, I know I'm a little all over the map, but um, I'm also, saying you would want somebody, you would want somebody like this to defend you. Even if they were acting in a totally mor- moral way, mm-hmm. you would want somebody with the, with that trait defending yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying Machiavellian lawyers aren't good at their job i'm sure they're actually really good at their job but i think there's a way to be that same criminal defense attorney defending the terrorist who they know you know quote unquote did it Mm -hmm. um but i think that there's a way to come at that from an an incredibly ethical and moral approach where and that's what's tough about you know for me (laughs) learning the law makes you just realize that nothing is black and white nothing that we you know even the way you're saying it right now like they did it they blew it up that means almost nothing in terms of the law like there's so many gradations of like what does they did the doing uh, assessing a person's guilt and and running a trial has almost nothing to do with did they do it or not there's like that is one tiny piece of the whole perspective and so right um, and dismantling that can really put you uh, in a negative light to society. Right, to society. But mm-hmm. truly, you're like the most moral, the most just I agree. person yeah. in your heart. I'm with you. Yeah. Woohoo. Go criminal defense attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> Especially public defenders. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, these people are schemers. You know, somebody, a, yeah. an individual who has these Machiavellian, Machiavellian traits. Mm-hmm. Someone that, again, you don't really trust. Yeah. they're They're really... Looking out for themselves, it seems, right? At any cost. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Gross. There's also something in psychology called the dark triad. <laughs> and this sounds terrible. So, I don't know. Is there a word for a three-way Venn diagram? Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe you just call it a Venn diagram, but it has three? Yeah, why not? So, it's a Venn diagram <laughs> with, with three, three circles. Uh <laughs> you know with the common area in the middle and the three circles would be is this what is this word psych <laughs> psychopathy psychopathy yeah uh i think psychopathy i meant to look up the uh, how to pronounce it i think psychopathy we'll go with that for now we ain't changing it <laughs> psychopathy narcissism and machiavellianism yeah and that space that they share in the middle is called the dark triad Ooh. Avoid that person. <laughs> that's called, like, serial killer zone. <laughs> yeah, that's called your worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think we all know what a psychopath is and what a narcissist is. And those mm-hmm. traits are, are different from a Machiavellian person. I don't know. Someone showing Machiavellianistic traits. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that sounds like a pretty scary place Pretty and that's combo. why it's called the dark triad yeah this is truly all i have i uh we're a little light on this episode <laughs> no that's not bad though i this is really tricky subject that i give you because of all the different aspects of it mm-hmm. um and like we said like obviously we call ourselves 30 minute expert but hopefully you all realize that it's like 30 minutes is a, is a great amount of time to, to spend looking into something that interests you, but you're only going to scratch the surface for the vast majority of things in the world. Especially with something like this and with someone like me who knew absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. 
it's really hard to paint the full picture in 30 minutes. And if you uh, happen to be an expert on this, yeah. write to us and, and tell us, you know, enlighten us. But I'm going to guess that most people who listen to this are going to learn something. Yeah. Because even if you've heard that phrase thrown around and know what it is enough to point it out, I doubt you've you know, taking this deep of a dive, even yeah. even a 30-minute dive into where it comes from and what it truly means. And you know what I think is cool is, so you said you you never heard of this, you didn't know who he was. You I really have heard of it, no, but I had no idea what it was. Right, yeah. you didn't have any context. Um, and now this is just some one more thing to color your perception of the world, right? Yeah. So when you see leaders acting in certain ways, when you see countries doing certain things, when you interact with other humans who mm-hmm. are acting in certain ways, now you just have this new lens through which to look and assess things, and you can recognize these things in other people, in other in leaders, in other countries, or in our own country. And, um, and I think that it just... Just learning things gives you a, a richer way to live your life. Totally. Yeah. If you'd like, you can go to openpsychometrics.org and take a uh, Machiavellianism test. Oh, no. Yeah, and find <laughs> out where you rank on the scale of, I guess, 0 to Totes 100. Machiavelli yeah. or none Machiavelli. <laughs> yeah, so it's a 20-question test. I took the test. <gasps> you did? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. This is great. Okay. Yeah, I took the test. Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, 20 questions. It takes literally three minutes. Uh-huh. So go take it. And I scored a 37 out of 100. 100 is like you are Niccolo Machiavelli himself. Whoa. Yeah. 37? I do not feel super great about this score. Are you kidding me? The average is the mid-60s. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't tell me that. Well, still. Come on. <laughs> 37 out of 100. I'm... Oh, you're very... Basically the Aww, bottom third. You're a pacifist. I love you. Yeah, pass this fist through your face. All right. Okay. Chill. That's, that's from a movie. I don't <laughs> oh, remember Oh, really? Which... Oh, no. It's from Workaholics, I think. Mm, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I want to take it, too. Yeah, you should. It's it's a uh, that's super really easy. interesting. Say but it be again. warned, if you score over seventy, uh, this is over. Okay, I will. I'll get it. I get. I will respect your decision. Thank you. Uh, OpenPsychometrics.org. Just search Machiavelli test or Machiavellianism test. That's um, so cool. It's the first thing that pops up. All right. Well, you got it, listeners. Beware. Yeah, and be on but the lookout for these this people. About yourself. Yeah, be on the lookout for other people, and also look at look within. Don't be like this. Don't. Don't live your life simply for yourself and and burning things down on your way to success. That's no way to be. Mm-mm. We're all going to lift each other up with the all boats rise with the tide, as exactly. they say. Yeah. We're not here for it, but we're glad we know about it because now we can be aware of it. Mm. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. Was there any Simon Cowell? Did he pop up anywhere? Well, no. However, I did Google Simon Cowell Machiavelli, mm-hmm. and here's an article from The Independent. No way. UK. Wow. Uh, the, art of ma- the Art of Manipulation, where people become mere pawns in a game. And then the little subheading is, from Machiavelli to Mandelson and Simon Cowell, those who maneuver others to suit their own ends are irresistibly captivating. This is an article from uh, 2009. I didn't even read it, but it's pretty funny that there's an article with Machiavelli practically in the Cow- title and then a big old photo of That's normal-looking insane. Simon Cowell. Why did that pop into your brain? Me? 
You're the one who said it in the intro. Oh, that's you right. You made a joke. Wow. Serendipity. Wow. Nothing is a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason, guys. We should go hit Reno. I'm feeling lucky. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.